Hello, I'm Matt Bergman, and you're listening to the Punk Rock Libertarians Podcast, episode 261, quarantine special. Oh, shit. I'm here, I'm here tonight with Jared Schneiderman. What's up, guys? Philip Dassing. Going on. Kyle Wagner. Hey, guys. And Alexis Slegel. Hello, comrades. <laughs> <laughs> Fellow COVID comrades. Yeah, so this is COVID like our... Comrades. I like that. Yeah, I guess this is like our quarantine setup. So this is our first night um, trying Zoom. So, and I got to say, you know, for the first time at it, you know, so far it seems to be working at uh, working out pretty well. Yeah, I mean, we're we're about ten seconds in. <laughs> yeah, so far, so yeah. far, so good. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know this Corona stuff. It's it's kind of I feel like it's really turned everybody's lives upside down um, in less than a week, right? I mean, it's like. I don't know. These past few days have been like pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, well, for me, it's been pretty normal because I work from home every day anyways. But, you know, it's kind of weird not to feel like I can just like leave the house and like just go to the fucking bar or go to a restaurant or, you know, do whatever I want to do. Go to the synagogue. Go to the synagogue. <laughs> pray to pray to Yahweh. <laughs> How about you guys? How are you guys feeling? Out there? Uh, I'm getting some cabin fever. Yeah. How about you, Phil? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely cooped up, but uh, I still have to go to work. So, kind of sucks. That does suck, dude. So, wait. Oh, yeah, you can't talk about your work. <laughs> I was going to ask you. <laughs> How about you, how about you uh, Alex? What do you what have you been up to, dude? How are you? How are you? I'm good, man. Um, yeah, I was telling you guys earlier. I mean, Matt knows, but yeah, I had surgery like three weeks ago, so I'm still recovering. I just extended my disability, so I'm just chilling at home. But uh, I really don't know with work. I mean, I called a couple coworkers; they're still going in, but yeah, I don't know. I work for an air, work for an aerospace company uh, manufacturer, so I just got a feeling like. I'm going to start looking around because I got a feeling in a couple months, a couple weeks, I might not, I'm, that industry is fucked. So uh, Alex, everybody's dying to know how is Higgins holding up? How is <laughs> Higgins? No one's going to get that joke. Wait, is Higgins the crab house? What is that? No, you know, Higgins from uh, Magnum PI. That was the guy. Uh, that, they, no, oh. Yeah, we're not boomers, so we don't know that joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, this is my uh, this is my flugaloo shirt. Flugaloo. <laughs> yeah, here in the, the the igloo bunker here, also known as my truck, because the sound sounds nice in here. Something it is about, uh, about a white guy just sitting in his truck to complain about how the world is changing. That's really why we we were yeah. lying, dude. You sounded fine. We just wanted you to get back in your truck. <laughs> he, he, yeah. just <laughs> he, he just needs sunglasses. He just needs sunglasses on, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Give him a Punisher, yeah. uh, a Punisher sticker with the thin blue line on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you know the comment section is going to be lit. <laughs> Let me tell you something about these kneeling football players. I met some fucking guy the other night. Like it was like the second, the last night going to the bar. So I went to my go-to titty bar because I knew oh. like our game would probably last. Or because the dick bar was closed. What, well, what is? <laughs> What is your go-to titty bar, Alex? 
It's called Haven Place. It's a nice little establishment on Haven Street oh, in dude, uh, Boston. I, I used to work right down the street. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, that's work right. at Haven yeah, Street. Yeah, yeah. Dude, the neighborhood's getting so regentrified, but Haven is such a staple because it's yeah. basically a dive bar. Basically a dive bar, and oh, by the way, there, there happens to be a girl up there dancing. So you can go in there and not like, you know, you can spend 20 or 5 bucks or like a dollar, and you're good, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, and the girls have to pay for their own tunes, like on the jukebox. They still got like the CD jukebox where like it, it flips through. So they have to go up and put in the money and then get on the stage? Yeah, so like their tip money goes to them picking their songs. That's awesome, dude. Yo, next time you go, hit me up. Look, here's a dollar for you, and here's a dollar for cherry pie. Dude, I've, I've yeah. gone to that place so often since I've lived in Baltimore because it's such a fucking staple. Like it's such, And also, it's just like great people watching, too, because it's like yeah. all walks of life, you know? I mean, I've always been like there. intrigued by that place. Cause I, you know, like yeah, I said, I no, worked down the street. Yeah, let's do a girl field trip. Oh let's yeah, do dude. It. I know Charlie. He's a good dude. He probably, I know the <laughs> owner. He's cool. He probably, he let, he probably let us do a broadcast from in there sometimes. <laughs> like, maybe on a slow night. Dude, yes. I don't, why are we doing things like this? We need to start doing things like this once yeah. the world's not ending. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know. That's the thing. That's the thing. Like, uh, do, you think he would, do you think he would let me bring my auto blow? <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> I was, it was funny. I think I brought that up while I was there. Uh, I think it was like... Yeah. Isn't that competition? I think I, what's that? I said, yeah, isn't yeah, that competition? Big, yeah. But, um, no, it came up in conversation. It was fucking hilarious. But, uh, yeah, I don't... What the hell were we talking about? Oh, going out and being able to do stuff. Yeah, so that's kind of um, one thing being cooped up the past couple of weeks. Like I wasn't really going out that much anyways, but now it's like, now that I can't, I'm like, damn it. I can't even take advantage right. of me being like out of work because I had surgery. Now it's like mm. cooped up because, uh, you know, basically it's like martial law. It, it basically yeah. is. Baltimore's kind of, on yeah. lockdown. What do you mean? Baltimore's on lockdown. The whole, the whole area, man. Like it's crazy. So many, all these places are closed. You can't go sit down at any restaurant. You can only do takeout. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's, I can it's leave my, there, I can like walk outside though. Yeah. For now, maybe tomorrow that's probably going to change. Yeah. Dude. I mean, that's, that's the scary part is it's changing day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, really. Uh, it was funny. I was talking to my, whoa, who's, who's that? Oh, oh, he got out of the car to piss. So it's, just, <laughs> it's just the flag. It's just yeah. the igloo flag. All right. Oh, you good? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, uh, I can turn on the truck so my battery doesn't die. Oh, you should, you should have done that before. No, I was talking to one yeah. of my other buddies, and I was just we were just talking about how it's like a week is like such a long time now because like anything can happen. Yeah, that's a scary thing because like the other day, like I went hiking. I guess that was Saturday. Kind of went on a hike. Uh, yesterday, I took my dog out for a long walk. Um, down at this other park, you know, just getting out as much as I can, but uh, yeah, it, it kind of reminds me, yeah, you're like oh. your boy, Alexis Flegel, yeah, no, but just like what Jared's saying, like, you don't fucking know, like, at any given moment, this thing's changing so rapidly, it's like, you know, all of our civil liberties are just being eroded so rapidly, it's like you don't know what to think or know what to do just yet, you know, yeah, man, it's all over, everything's it's like there's no resemblance of any type of normality or what it should be like everyone's rights are just fucking shit on right now because 
uh, Governor Hogan decides so. You know, just one little little, little press conference yeah. he comes out with every other day, just telling us what we can't do. It's fucking crazy, dude. He's such a petty tyrant. He's such a tyrant, man. Like, yeah. I mean, I, what I'm I, hoping is that they're just taking, you know, and and it's always hard noise. to. Re- what is that? Oh, probably Alex. What video are you watching? <laughs> <What's> um, <that? laughs> no, what, no, someone's watching some porn video or something. Bird, no, will you put your wiener away? Kyle, Kyle, what are you doing, man? There you are. <laughs> What's your cat doing down there, dude? What's your cat? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I was just gonna say. Um, oh shit, I forgot what I was gonna say now. Oh, quickly, it's changing. Everything's changing. Rapidly. Oh, yeah. Everything's changing. Rap- oh, I was just going to say, you know, my hope is that they're just doing these sort of extreme draconian measures right now so that they can kind of, you know, put the kibosh on this thing quicker than normal. Well, yeah, I think they're they're just hoping to slow it down. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I mean, I mean, honestly, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm trying not to be super paranoid about it. I'm trying to just think. You know, I can't imagine this is going to be a long-term thing. You know, yeah, just, I don't. Just think, uh, what would Electric Slagle do? I, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> um, I got bug out bags ready to go. I mean, there's no sustainable way that they could possibly keep this going for another few months. Like it just, okay, so, it wouldn't work. Okay, so Alexis brought a bug bug out bags. Does anybody else here have a bug out bag? Not. Nope. Not in bag form. I've got random. <laughs> I've got like random things around my house that could form a bug out bag. Phil, you you probably at least have like a bug out bag of Doritos, right? <laughs> no, I don't. Dude, my stash there is like right behind me. I got I got like a whole shelf full of canned goods and a whole bunch of water back there. Yeah, I've got a lot of canned goods. I, I don't because I got Shannon's mom has been bringing too. us like canned goods like every other day. <laughs> you don't want to bug out. You want to stay in. That's where it's safe. You stay in the house. Yeah. Well, a, that's why they're calling them bug in bags now. Yeah. That's just a pantry. You got a pantry. You got all your toiletries. You got everything you're going to need. Lifetime supply of toilet paper. Like, you don't need anything else. Toilet paper is going to be the new currency after all these bailouts. Too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's, but, what are your thoughts on that, Kyle? What do you think about all these uh, bailouts? And all uh, these. Uh, no, you're going to get some Trump bucks. Trump yeah. bucks. Yeah. yeah. So, so Trump is uh, Trump's talking about doing sending out Yang checks, right? <laughs> two, two one thousand dollar checks for every adult, and apparently, if you have a kid, you get five hundred dollars uh, per each child as well. Wow. Wow. You know, time to start reproducing, I guess. Dude, I'm gonna start. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. Under how how much, what's the threshold? What's the threshold for how much money you make a year? Like, what is that? Like, what? What is that? You know, like what's the, that, I think I might have heard something that if you make over a hundred thousand dollars a year, you don't get the check. Okay. See, I heard like sixty-five and then seventy-five, and I'm like, you know, I'm just like, I don't know, I don't know what what is it even fifty thousand. It's gonna like, be like twenty thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna like, be like I if think... you have a part-time job at McDonald's, you get a thousand dollars. No offense to anybody oh, out there that's working part-time jobs, but they, they they said that Yang is advising him. So, oh wow, Are you really? Serious? No way. That's what I heard. That's what I that's oh, what I read. God. You heard that on Infowars? I saw it on I know, right? social, on Facebook. I'm sure <laughs> he's got the docs. Yeah, 
where do you think this idea comes from? And they're like, yeah. Milton well, Freeman. all the articles I'm seeing yeah, are like, Freeman. this is this is Yang's big moment. It's like, okay, Yang was talking <laughs> yeah. about doing this like every month, every month for like <laughs> in perpetuity. This is like an extreme crisis. You know, I don't. What know. Do you, it's, it's. What are you guys gonna do with the bag? Yeah, once you secure the bag, <laughs> I don't know, probably buy it? probably buy some Bitcoin. Yeah, I, I don't know. I might buy some Bitcoin. Uh, I already bought some gold and silver. I maybe buy a gun. I'm probably gonna have to buy a gun. What'd you get, <laughs> Phil? Huh? What kind of gold did you get or silver? I got. Uh, it was for my kids, so I, I just you know I I emptied. Out, I think we talked about this before, but I emptied out their piggy banks and. I just didn't want it sitting in cash with like this stuff coming up. So I told him, I said, I told him each, I'm like, look, I'm going to split this up for you. I'm going to buy you guys some like silver coins and you guys can get that. And so I bought a bunch of like silver ounces and uh, bought some grams of gold. Nice. You. And, uh, but it sucks is like the spot price like plummeted the day after I got them in the mail. Mm. <laughs> it, but, uh, I mean, it, I got plummeted, a fire but... and... plummeted by what? Uh, like a hundred dollars maybe. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, uh, yeah, like maybe like maybe like ten dollars. Oh, that's not plummeting, dude. <laughs> dude, you didn't buy it. You didn't buy it like the height of the. God damn it, Alex! You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> he muted Alex. <laughs> you didn't. You didn't. You didn't buy it like the fucking height of the of like the Ron Paul movement when it was at like nineteen. Oh, <laughs> I just bought. I just. That's when I bought I it. Just, dude. <laughs> what gold or, or gold? Or yeah. Silver? Oh, well, said. both. I bought both, but yeah, my buddy bought me silver. He and uh, for, I, I, it was for my daughter's baptism. He bought uh, two uh, ounces uh, ounces of silver for as a gift, and uh, he bought it was like forty dollars each. Yeah, now it's like now 20, it's like down to twelve. Twelve, yeah, like twelve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I got yeah. some of that, and I bought a fireproof safe, and I'm just gonna throw all that and ride it out. That's what I, need. I bought the Bitcoin. Nice. That was my daughter. She called it Bit. She said, did you buy Bit? I'm like, yep. I bought. She's like, well, where is it? I'm like, oh, this is. This is I, a now long you got to explain blockchain. <laughs> yeah, blockchain. and you probably don't even understand it. <laughs> nope. <laughs> did, did you Not get it on a little bit? I think did like one percent of people understand it. Did you buy it from Coinbase, Alec or um, Phil? Yeah, Coinbase is my. I know it's like a rude thing, just to have like. Uh, not like ha- not have my own wallet for it, but I don't care. Like, what do they call it? What do they call it, uh, Jared? What? what do they call it? Coinbase? What like a, a custodian? What do they call it? I yeah, I guess they're a custodial. I mean, it's a it's yeah. a it's a hot wallet. It's it's what I use, man. It's, it's, it's I mean, all it's I got. not you know. I mean, it certainly gets a bad rap, and the problem is they own your your private keys. You don't. So some if shit hits the fan, you know. They have your private keys. They have your money. Whereas, like, well, I transfer I'm, all mine to a to a cold wallet. Like, a, right, I, have a, well, you, I have a ledger, and then so I have the private keys. So no one can do. They'd have to come to my house, take it from me, and also get the password from me. So could I then hypothetically then I could transfer my stuff from Coinbase and get a cold wallet? Yeah, yeah. Have Just like buy a order. buy a ledger. I'll I'll show you all have, the stuff. Yeah, please show me. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing. It's not that hard. Guys, we yeah, have a, I would like to. Yeah, we have we have a we have a question from the audience. Yeah, uh, it's from Ooh. a gentleman named Dave Gregg. Oh, what's up, Dave? Oh, Dave. And he's asked 
He's asking who's masturbated the most. And I, I assume he means during quarantine. During quarantine. You, you gotta Alex is muted. Oh, is he still muted? Yeah, we got yeah, we muted oh, Alex. No. I thought I muted him. <laughs> sorry. Uh, you were like r- bad echo. <laughs> oh, bad no, echo. Sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I haven't said anything since you did it, so it's all good. All right. <laughs> yeah, no worries. So, so who's masturbated the most? <laughs> I don't know, dude. How's the auto blow doing, Matt? Um, it's doing fine. I just tried it that once. Thanks for asking. <laughs> oh, yeah. On the live podcast. <laughs> Dave well, says he- Dave says be honest. Um, I don't know. Like I, since when? I just had hernia. I just had hernia surgery, so I'll be honest to Dave. It like hurts to jerk right now. Ooh, <laughs> you work through the pain. I mean, yeah, there's times, but you know, man, you know, no pain, dude, no semen. I, I had a hernia when That's I was true. like eight years old. Yeah, dude, you get cut up down there. It's like fuck. Oh, yeah, most of the ocean. It's yeah, not. Uh, I think that was yeah. before the masturbatory days, though. Yeah, that's oh. true though. <laughs> Auto blows would probably come in handy. I need something to do all the work and I need... <laughs> Matt, how's the auto is the auto blow in good hands? I mean, do you want me to bring it to the video right now? Uh... Yeah, bring it to the video. <laughs> yeah, no thanks. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, they said uh, like there was an article like uh, what did they say like uh, jerking off it it helps to uh, boost your immune system. So doubtful. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, right. there was an article. I posted it. It was on the internet, so it's got to be true. That is that is a true statement. It's, it's, it's got to be true. No, I think I I think I posted the article in the COVID nineteen uh, update. Oh, and yeah. uh, there was a study that masturbation can uh, increase your. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm making shit up right now. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> I have no Alex idea. is literally sitting in his truck just making shit up. Just like every other just white like guy. Every other white guy in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk. Making shit up. I don't know. <laughs> I pulled um, up the article. I just can't. But otherwise, you know. I'd, yeah. I'd, have to, I'd have to go back on the, the COVID-19 update page. But uh, I posted it a week or two ago. But uh, anyway, are you are you guys worried about like uh, civil unrest? I am. I'm prepared for it. I mean, I'm not. Like, <laughs> You're worried, but unprepared. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot of people that like literally live paycheck to paycheck, and they can't go two or three weeks without an income. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah you're talking I mean, to one. <laughs> Well, I'll be honest, the other, to add to that too, Kyle, I mean, a lot of people do, but the other aspect of it too, is you have a lot of motherfuckers that work paycheck to paycheck that are completely like, I'm like, how the fuck do you not have spare toiletries or cleaning? Like I buy shit in bulk and I live by myself. It's like, I can't even remember the last time I bought toilet paper. Like what the fuck? And people literally, like people literally buy like a small pack and that like what last I don't know. Maybe it's because I live by myself. Like it must be different for a family. But uh, like actually, people, people totally like, different. Phil told me he buys like yeah. five squares at a time. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, I guess the, I guess the, I guess what I'm Dollar saying square. is like honestly, like we're kind of like all of us, and I'd say like most people in the liberty movement are cut from a different cloth, and have always like thought about like these times potentially coming. And it's like 
you don't have fucking like a couple extra cans of food or like dry goods or like, you know what I mean? Like the fact that people don't have any, like, you know, people don't garden anymore. People don't do like, you know what I mean? Like they're so reliant on going to the grocery store, literally every fucking like, sometimes like every other day, it's like, what the fuck? Like, don't you meal prep for like a week or two or kind of plan out things? Meal prep like, for a week or two? Well, maybe not a week or two, but like, yeah, what, when you, I what are you eating that doesn't go bad in a week, dude? Well, I don't know. I mean, like freezer, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, uh, MREs. Yeah. Like not only like people are like <laughs> living paycheck to paycheck, but they're also living like days Moments to like, moment. right, right. So then when something disrupts that, like, Oh my God, I'm at the grocery store. What the fuck? Like I can't, it's like the fuck you don't have a couple cans. Well, I know, I know for me box? personally, like after this is over, I'm going to stock up on some like, uh, you know, emergency 10 day or 50 day, whatever, you know, canisters or, yeah. you know, cause like I had always, you know, it's one of the things where you're like, I should probably get that, you know, I should probably get that. And then like you realize, and then you just never get around to it, you know? Yeah. I've kind of, I've kind of like lately I've been kind of doing that. Like if I go to the grocery store, like I'll buy what I need, like fresh stuff for like a week, week and a half. But then I'll always get like, all right, like bag of rice, you know, a couple cans or whatever, whatever. And like, it'll just sit there, but it's there, you know, like where, yeah. yeah like everybody's just so moment to moment. And when that's just like, is disrupted, like their, their fragile reality, they just can't cope with it. So yeah, Kyle, like, yeah, I'm a little, that's the one thing I'm worried about. I'm not really worried about this virus. Like I'm not actually worried about the virus itself. I'm just more worried about the, uh, like the lowest common denominators out there, you know, that'll just like, you see it just like fucking mo- people fighting over toilet paper at Walmart. You know what I mean? Fucking ridiculous. So yeah, worry about that. Wow. So you guys, I just got a text message. Uh, from my buddy who's a cop, and he just said that. Why would he you be friends it, with uh, cops, dude? Because I'm just yeah, got some what? insider details, man. All right, all right. He just told me. He just told me that uh, his boss told him that he has to work this weekend because they are they are uh, starting this weekend. They're doing a mandatory curfew for people in Maryland. In so all of Maryland. Yeah. What is the curfew? I don't know. He says he doesn't know right now. He just says he was told to be fair to work because they're going to enact the curfew this weekend. A mandatory curfew. Yeah. All right. So yeah. So, all right. I'm, like so, that should be really dumb to me because it's like there's. It's not like there's a shit ton of people out late at night now that the bars are closed. Right. Yeah. What is the point of that? I don't it, know. It seems it's, like. And like, why is it more dangerous at night? To like the coronavirus doesn't care. Yeah, I know. Does a corona spread uh, more rapidly in the dark? What is it? A vamp? It's a vampire it's virus. A, it's the vampire virus. Right. Dude, this is fucking ridiculous. But, dude, the fuck. It sounds like just an excuse to just exercise some fucking, uh, you know, state power to me. Yeah. The, that's all it is. People aren't even questioning this. Like, because now, like, if that, if that does happen, say, like, I don't know, like, you're going to have to justify, Oh, I'm going to my work or, uh, there's a reason. So it's just going to increase like traffic stops going to increase. And dude, the thing was people were already like people I know. And you know, obviously this isn't everybody, but people were already quarantining themselves before it was mandated by the government. I mean, people were already like, you know, 
probably shouldn't go out, you know, old, you know, I have elderly family, you know, I don't want them to get sick. I don't, you know, I obviously don't want myself to get sick, all that. Um, you know, I, I didn't feel like it was necessary to be, it's not like, okay, you know, you see these fucking idiots in Florida that are just like out on the beach in like fucking large swaths. Um, you know, not to say that it's justified to use force there per se, but I'm just saying around here, it's like, I, I look outside, I don't see swat swarms of people just going around, you know, I see people. My neighborhoods, they are. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're all going for walks and jogs and they're all like, well, that's like I mean, going that's out as a family. Though. I mean, but they're all going out as a family and they're running into other neighbors and they're talking to their neighbors. I'm like, what are you all doing? Well, that's like, stupid. <laughs> go inside. I mean, I don't, you know, I, I think you're all right to be like taking a walk outside, but you know, you should be keeping your distance from people, you know, you shouldn't be like stopping and like hugging everybody. Phil, what's that stormtrooper? Oh, this is a first order stormtrooper. Right? What does that mean? First order. So this, it's from the new, it's from the new series. The new trilogy. Okay. Oh, yeah. The empire. Watch. Hold on. Hold on. Everyone be quiet. Bad dudes. You guys hear that? <laughs> Down your weapon. Don't tell me what to do. Am I being detained? Why, why do you Why do you have that, Phil? Uh, uh, my My wife got a message one time a few years ago saying that like these were on sale for like twenty dollars at Target. Like it was right when the when uh, Force Awakens came out, and so like my wife just went ahead and bought it for my kids. It was only twenty dollars. Yeah, it was only twenty bucks. It's usually for sale for like a hundred and something, but. It was like a crazy sale, and so it was like Damn, twenty bucks. Deal, so my wife just went out and bought it. Kylo Ren's back there too. You guys just can't see him. He's behind me. Nice. <laughs> see that Capitals. So what's going on with that with the NHL uh, season? Are they just canceling? Looks like, it looks like. It, I mean, if you ask my opinion, is it's they're, they're done. They're not gonna. They're not gonna have another season. They're not gonna have time to recover. How many games plus playoffs? I just don't and see the it Flyers happening. were on the verge of greatness. No, we were on the brink of greatness, Phil. <laughs> no, they weren't. We were on the brink. We were this close. Yeah. <laughs> That's a shame. Yeah, I wonder if baseball is even going to happen this year. I doubt I it, man. Ba- I really doubt it. I, baseball. I think baseball will be good. Um, basketball, dude, like the fact that so many of these bas- – well, supposedly well, – Kevin Durant. Well, yeah. all right. Do you want to hear some shit? All right. Oh, yeah. Here's the docs. <laughs> here's the docs. Here here's the docs. Foil hat type shit. All right. So, again, I can't bring up the docs because like, otherwise I'd lose the video feed, all that. Or, But, um, no, just the fact that Ron Paul, a doctor, is saying this is a hoax. There was yeah, a, I think Ron um, Paul's like completely off base on this shit. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. But based on. I don't think so. No, I mean, I'm going to trust, like, the countless epidemiologists and uh, well, disease experts over are... a gynecologist. Okay, well, fair Sorry. point, fair <laughs> point. But there are there are that are working outside of the government, outside of the CDC. Because let's face it, any information coming from the CDC is ba- basically that is just, like, corporate welfare to the pharmaceutical industry. That's all. So many CDC bureaucrats. Exactly. You got a bunch of fucking bureaucrats that benefit succubuses to big, big government and the pharmaceutical industry. So when a lot yeah, but of I, I mean, I don't think the pharmaceutical industry is benefiting from this at all. 
Oh, they fucking yeah, they will. They will. Oh, they fucking will. Because here's the thing, because the FDA is now re- re- removing. I, all right. So I have a good friend who works for uh, a big pharmaceutical company. So the, and, and it's in, in these uh, in like in these uh, like now that I'm home, I, I watched these like press briefings with the administration. They literally had the head of the FDA today. And there, and I've read some articles that they're like basically removing a lot of regulations to fast track, which is a good thing. That is a good want. thing. It is a good thing. It is a good thing. But they're selling the fear to push forward something that honestly, because here's the thing, what they're going to benefit from is the vaccine that's going to come from this. So when they start instituting next year for like, uh, you Mandatory know, COVID, vaccine. Mandatory exactly. vaccine, probably. They're going to probably include it with the flu shot. Well, the flu shot's right. not mandatory. Well, I, it I, will I, be. Yeah, I, I would think they would just lump it all in together. But here, here's one. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see. Coronavirus to make it mandatory. I mean, they can't mandate. They can't mandate vaccines. No, they can't. They, well, but here's the thing, Jared. They can't mandate it. But here's the other thing. If you work for companies, okay. So here's the thing. So yeah, your company might social- be able to mandate it. Sure. Your company, especially if you're in healthcare, you know, whatever the case, your company. Well, I mean, is that I don't, I, you know, I mean, playing a little bit of status advocate. I mean, I'm never for mandating anything, but or at least the government. But you know, if the healthcare industry wants to prevent mutations of the coronavirus down the line, I don't see why why they wouldn't add that to the list of shit. I mean. You have to okay, get you, well, you're okay, mandated I, to I get vaccines oh. anyways. You're mandated to get your flu vaccine. So why not add coronavirus? I don't see what I don't see that being a huge issue. I'm not mandated to get the flu vaccine. I haven't got a flu vaccine since. No, but you're not. A, you don't work in the health industry. No, I don't. But now what I'm saying is now with this whole scare of coronavirus right now, and basically, you know, this basically martial law that's been implemented. Now you're going to have employers. And so what I'm getting at is the pharmaceutical industry is going to just have a huge boom once they come up with this like vaccine, like they're creating like a false market. Based yeah, but you on say pharmaceutical industry, but it's like one company that's going to develop this. And that's the one company that's going to get rich. Well, possibly. Well, I mean, well, that's the thing. The, right. the, the pharmaceutical industry, you know, while I'm not going to defend any, any, any bit of it, I, it is yeah. made up of different companies and different companies that are in competition with each other. And some of them, you know, look, uh, produce cures. Some of them produce vaccines. Some of them produce drugs. It's more complicated than just the pharmaceutical industry. Well, but, you well know, I guess I, basically overall what I'm getting at is the vast majority of the information is coming from the CDC and bureaucrats, you know, and not independent. I mean, well, the guy that was on Rogan. I mean that guy. That guy works for Sidrap, which I mean, I, I'm sure everything gets some sort of government funding, but it's not. It's not a yeah. government entity. It's not like the CDC. And this guy's well, yeah. This guy's I mean, basically just the fun- bringing the bringing the middle ground. He's saying, you know, look, let's not panic and fucking murder babies in the street, but let's also just take our necessary precautions, stay inside, wait for this thing to work its way through, and we'll be good. Yeah, I mean, I guess what I'm getting at is compared to past, you know, SARS, bird flu, H1N1. It's different than this. This like, this like pales in comparison, you know, and and the media isn't focusing on that. And the other aspect too. How do you mean it pales media, in comparison, though? I mean, this one is proven to be the, more dangerous statistically. Really? Uh, compared to I H1N1. Heard that. 
No, well, see, in the this, way this, I mean, you have to Ron take Paul into account. You have to take into account the way that it's spreading and the way that it that it the, the, what the, what's called doubling and and all this all these other aspects of it. I mean, I, look, well, I'm just regurgitating what, what I've read, but here, you know, they, here's the other the, the other aspect too, Jared, is like the testing. You know, like how can they prove? Like I'm get like I want to know, and the media hasn't maybe explained it, or maybe maybe they have, but how do they know in these limited tests that they have that you have this exact strain, like the COVID-19, like how can they differentiate that from other like flu, like strains of the flu or other, vi- you know, virus? Well, I'm sure like, each, they, I'm sure each disease like, has a signature. I mean, I'm not an expert. I mean, I just, I mean, that's something I assume it, they know how to do. Anybody chiming in, in the, in the comment section that could maybe, uh, guide us in the, I just think this is is so politicized. And I think like if anyone listens to Ron Paul, like regularly and reads what, what Dan McAdams wrote up on for the Ron Paul Institute, you know, that that they're not saying this isn't serious. They're not saying that people aren't dying and they're not trying to minimize people dying. What they're saying is that being trumped up so people can make power grabs because they feel like Donald Trump might be just using this as an excuse for why the economy's crashing. So they're trying to make this sound like it's a bigger thing. And it's, and he's like, don't, you know, people are going to die. Like, it's terrible. Like it's tragic. He's like, but he's like, that's the hoax. The hoax behind it is the power grab. That's right. And that, well, I don't, I don't dispute that at all. I I mean, everyone's pissed off at him because they had that, because he had that clickbaity uh, title for the podcast where he said, you know, coronavirus is a hoax or whatever. Yeah. But people like uh, all the usual suspects come out there and trash him, but they clearly didn't read it and they clearly didn't watch it. And he it said, was, oh, well, take it with a grain of salt. It was dumb to make that headline. I don't know why they did that. If he, if he wasn't saying the virus was the hoax, that shouldn't have been the headline, you know? Right. I agree. It was, it was very clickbaity. And, but like, if you read it and watched it, you're just like, yeah, they're skewing with the numbers and, and that it is serious, but, they seem to be trying to make this into like. Well, and where's the of, proof like that they're the skewing the numbers, play. though? Well, because from what they were, so what what they were saying is is that look, the flu each year they give it they give the totals for how many people die. Yeah, each I mean, year but the, the comparison flu. with the flu is is a misnomer. I mean, this has been talked about over and over. I I know. It's not even I really. Know, I know. You know, I don't even know what's worth discussing. Well, they, what's what they were saying is that it's off of projections, like the, uh, the CDC tells people how many people die each year is based off a projection of people who that not confirmed cases, but off a projection of it where they're using the numbers of they're kind of, they're kind of now saying that the coronavirus is having deadlier numbers simply because it's, they're using the numbers off of confirmed cases for people who get tested and get confirmed. And that rate is higher when in actuality, it's, it's actually less than what you get from confirmed cases of the flu. I don't know. It was it was like one of those things where it's just like wow they're just they're kind of just like playing with numbers. You know how they do they do the same shit with economics. Everyone has their own data. Everyone has their own numbers, and they crunch it the way they want it to look. And I, I think this might be one of those cases. But no one's trying to minimize the way this you know what's going on. This is serious. But I don't know if it's as serious as they need to portray it. And I, I don't know. I just don't know. So that's what has me really bugged out. Is like is I don't know who's who's telling the truth what. I just don't trust the government. I just never have, and you can't force me to do it now. I just don't trust what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. I second that, Bill. Kyle, you've been kind of quiet on this cast. What, yeah. what are your thoughts, man? I'm petting this cat. 
yeah, petting my cat. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm concerned, you know. I'm concerned about how long I'm going to be stuck working from home. I don't know how you do this all the time, man. It's been, like, three days for me, and I'm so sick of being in my house. Oh, yeah. I haven't been out of the house since, like, uh, since Monday. Kind and, of uh, rubbing it raw, huh? <laughs> and the cat, yeah, rubbing her, the cat only me on. Yeah, it, I don't know. I, I definitely am like, you know, I'm like, well, is this going to be two weeks? Is it going to be three weeks? Is it going to turn into a month? You know, I, I don't know. Like, I can't, I can't stay in my house all the time. Like, it drives me nuts. It's only going to get worse. I know, right? That's what they say. So, I don't know. Did you guys? Hey, did you guys see that George Carlin um, skit about germs? Have you guys ever seen that? I've seen it. It was a while ago. It's we been going about around. Yeah. I just listened to it again. You know, he, it's it's maybe to the extreme of the "don't be afraid of disease" kind of angle. He's like, I I grew up. We swam in like raw sewage in New York. <laughs> He's like, you know. He said it's all about the people today are so paranoid and so afraid of every little thing. And uh, he's like, we're over sanitizing, over wiping, over cleaning, over everything. And, and everybody's just afraid. And he's like, we're such cowards. And and so I, I don't know, like, I think maybe there's a happy medium between the overreaction and then like not not even giving a shit at all about it. Exactly. Right. You know, there's probably a happy middle ground there. And um, but I don't I don't know where that is. You know, you know, I mean, it would just be nice if we had some sort of because this is going to happen again, probably. Right. I mean, this is definitely going to happen again. And it'd, be ni- and it'd be nice to have sort of like a, a plan in society, not not necessarily like a government mandated plan, but just like an idea of like, all right, we got another one of these motherfuckers out 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 and about. Let's all just stay inside for a little bit, you know, and then wait yeah. for this thing to pass like a fucking blizzard. Like a blizzard comes. No one's like freaking out. No, the economy's not tanking. I mean, because it's just one local area. But, you know, you're just like, all right, I'm going to be stuck in my house for two weeks, one to two weeks with this blizzard. You know, it's not going to devastate the econ- the local economy. We'll get through. Yeah, it's this. gonna, it's gonna pass through. Yeah. My dad was saying he's like, I don't remember anything like this ever happening in his lifetime. Right. Um. I mean, historically there have been plagues. I mean, but uh, this is certainly the first anything like this in the modern era. And another thing that's weird about it is like we have the internet now. We're all connected, so we're all yeah. sitting in our houses sharing our thoughts with each other like some sort of hive mind, and uh, it's just weird. It's like, you know. Everybody just talking about the virus, talking about what they're doing. I saw some people were like doing those kind of. Um, have you ever seen those like mouse trap kind of games where you could do it in your house? Like a ball drops from the top. Of the oh stairs yeah, the, um, and it hits something called? else, and it hits something else, and it goes through this yeah. whole like oh, sequence. Uh, there's fuck, a Portlandia. Yeah, there's a there's a what the guy, what's the guy's? It's like some weird guy's last name, and then it's like oh, fuck. I'll look this up. I, I don't know, but it, it, I mean, it was fu- it's funny yeah, to see. It's funny cool to see. Too. But it's well, something. There's some good cat videos. <laughs> but I think I had one with the cats and dominoes, Kyle. It's pretty cool. I saw I saw one where, with the dominoes where, like, the, the ball was, like, it hit the dominoes and it went down the hall and, like, it was supposed to go down some steps into the cup and a cat intercepted it. 
and started playing with the ball and they're freaking out because they're like, Oh no, it ruined it. And then the cat like bats the ball down the stairs into the cup and they just go nuts. You know, <laughs> they're like, Oh my God. So that uh, might, was that the one you're talking about? What's it called, Kyle? Or um, I'm still Jared? trying to fi- I'm I'm trying to figure out like good search terms for it. <laughs> oh, I play. Um, ah, shit. I wrote like Portlandia system F- where one thing leads to another. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a ter- that's a terrible search. <laughs> a puzzle, maybe. No, not a puzzle, but it's like a. It's like a. Con- uh, I mean, I typed in like shit. mousetrap system, but. Hold up. I'm struggling. I'm struggling to think about it. And I, I like I can envision it in my head. This, this, so this actually has a name? Kinetic yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, thought it was called mousetrap. Like what... No, nah, there's like a ah, fuck. Somebody in the comments, help us out, man. There's eight of you. Come on. <laughs> uh, it's gonna bother me. What 87. What are you talking about? 87. Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. You know, one thing that's kind of pissing me off right now is like uh I've noticed like the grocery store up the street for me, they're like they're selling all this food, they're crazy busy. Um, and they're closing at like 5 p.m. So it's like it, it forces all the people into the stores, um, you know, exactly. in a lower amount of hours, creating these crowds, which we're supposedly trying to avoid. Right. And it's like really the only thing you can do is go to the store to get supplies. You know, it, it's I don't know. It, it just and then uh, I know like uh, Sam's Club, like they normally have their like premium hours where you can go there early. If you're like a premium member. You can go there at, like seven instead of like nine a.m. But right now it's like. Everybody That's can re- go in at nine. It's reserved for like the seven o'clock. Even though they're telling people, oh, old people, don't come out of your house, stay inside. But no, but come shop in the, the early hours at our stores. That's how it is at uh, the place by my house, which was really well stocked. Like they now they're reserving hours for just old people in the, in the early in the morning after the government, everyone's telling them to stay inside. It's just ridiculous, man. This whole shit is just, it's fucking ridiculous. And it's like, you want to spread out your hours. Like the last week we went, like it was like last Friday night, I went out to the grocery store and cause I was kind of worried cause we were kind of running low on some stuff. And I was like, look, let's just go and see what's there. And we went and as we were there, they, they were loading up water, like pallets of water. This was like they, a you night. they were like, no, <laughs> they were like, they bring out the extra bread. stock. <laughs> they like loaded up on bread. I mean, we got we got a bunch of stuff because we went later at night. And I was reading posts from earlier in the morning where people in our town were saying, "Oh yeah, this store, you know, like it's like lines are out the door. There's nothing on the shelves." And like cost and apparently Costco today, there was a 35 minute line to get into Costco. They were only letting 20 people in at a time. Like this is ridiculous. So I don't know. Good. Wow. And the fucking yeah. cops are killing people and shooting people while they sleep already. And, you know, Maryland's not doing good, right? Maryland's yeah, what's – hold on. Good. Let's talk about that for a second. Do you, Duncan, you got all the man. dates on that one? I got I, I got several sides of the story. I don't – you know, I have docs. Okay, give Alex, me – give me Alex, where are you at with the Duncan Lemp docs? Um, well, Montgomery County Police put out a – put out a statement and um they're trying to say they were in the house 
They, well, Duncan Lamb's lawyer saying that, that the cop shot through the window. So he was not actually in the house. And apparently the story from what I've read, I, I couldn't read it because, of course, it's status garbage from, you know, it's their statement. Mm-hmm. And Phil sent it to me. And I think when Phil sent it to me, I guess the comment section was still active, which I'm like, wow, you, you actually had the comment. Like, what do you think was going to be in the comment section? You know? Right. So, yeah. Uh, they're trying to say that his door, the entry to the bedroom was like booby trap and like this, it just seems like trumped up bullshit. So what if it was? Like, just, are you not allowed to booby trap your own fucking bedroom? Exactly. It's so so strange. It's just, it just seems like, like they're in such damage control. Oh, guys, hold on. It's like, the Rube Goldberg machine. Rube. Goldberg, I was gonna say that. Fuck. Yeah. I have no clue what you guys are talking about. Real life mousetrap, Phil. Yeah, the Rube Goldberg. I've machine. never heard of that. Sorry. Go ahead. So. His, uh, well, his shit was, was booby trapped. Th- yeah, they that's said that like that's what they're saying. Yeah, it's it's bullshit, man. This is like like I don't know. If people, oh, by the way, that came know. from Stephen McElroy. Just gonna thank throw, you, Stephen. Give him a shout out there. But um, Steve. so so the part of, the part of Montgomery County where this happened is it's in like Potomac, Maryland. I mean, this is a very affluent neighborhood uh, or area, I should say, and it's where like the owner of the Redskins. That's where he lives. Dan Snyder. I mean, so it's it's weird how this guy, because every, everyone's like thinks, oh man, he was just a poor guy or something. I don't think I don't know. I I don't know his wealth. You know, I mean, he's a younger guy. Um, he, unfortunately, which is weird, he didn't run in any of our circles. Like usually, we have like a bunch of mutual friends, so some guy like in Maryland. But I mean, clearly, yeah. I guess he was more like into the militia shit than I guess the politics side of things. And and um, yeah, so it, it's it's strange how. This happens. Like it seems like. The so, thing, what are they the saying was stories. the pretext for this? I heard, actually that, heard. I actually heard from my buddy, my buddy who's a cop, right? That, why has everyone got buddies that are cops? Actually, <laughs> I don't actually, have actually, cops. actually uh, <laughs> hey Jared, Jared, you know this guy too. We used to work with him a long time ago. Uh, so, yeah, now he's a cop. Um, he told me that uh, I don't know any cops for the record. I'm gonna have to ping you after about that. Yeah, he told me that he heard that the guy was a member of like some uh, Second Amendment groups, and uh, he wrote some like pro Second Amendment articles. And I believe that's that's all he told me. He said it was like, wow, what a bad dude. Yeah, I mean, it was really like <laughs> like any reason to go take his guns. Yeah, yeah, I think Jeez. someone had a complaint, made a complaint about him, and they filed like a red flag law type of thing against him, and. Uh, he was 21, and he had. They found five handguns, and I guess some of the things that they were going to charge him with were the yeah, fact found, that he was able. Five, it was five. He was able to, to. Well, that's not even that many firearms. But 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 he was. They were handguns, and okay. in the state of Maryland, you have to be 21 to own handguns, and I think with like how many ones you can buy at a time, I think he wasn't allowed. He wasn't allowed to uh, to buy them in that amount of time. Uh, because he just recently turned 21, so I think that might have been something that they were against him. I don't fucking know, man. It says the story well, that definitely justifies so murder sketch. for sure. Uh, apparently, man, in the state of in the state of Maryland, I guess it does. It sucks, man. Like this is it's getting bad. Like the first the first murder of like these red flag laws happened in Maryland in Arundel County yep. a few years ago, and then now this one's just so unprecedented. It's crazy. Like I'm trying to like hold back from like like flipping out but it's it's so hard not to because it's just i don't trust the, what the police are saying and my buddies are, my like i said the same guy who just told me about the curfew coming he told me he's like yeah man most of these swat teams they don't wear cameras 
So the family is saying that, that the police officers were wearing cameras, which is true. So my, he also told me that when a SWAT team goes in, they don't wear cameras. So what they do is they have a cop who like, who like in the rear, he's, he's the one guy, the last guy in, and he's the one with the camera. So any like type of confrontation wouldn't be captured on those cameras. Right. That, right. That's just the aftermath yeah, yeah, yeah. would. And so wait, is, the camera thing, is the camera thing a law now? Is that uh, what he I think so. But it, I think so. But the, like what like Phil said, like if it's a quote dangerous situation, they're not going to be the first one in. So there's going to be so, multiple confrontations, multiple individuals already in. And then of course, you know, after something happens, well, Oh, this is what happened. The other thing too, the fact it was executed at four thirty in the morning. Now what, now who, like if you're executing a search warrant at four thirty in the morning, there's not really any good, like nothing really good is going to come out of that outcome. You know, like the fact that they did that, I'm sorry, like right, wrong or indifferent. Someone knocking on my door at four thirty in the morning, I'm viewing it as a fucking threat. But it wasn't a knock, dude. They didn't knock. They shot first. Exactly. And then they threw flashbacks. So it most likely was a no knock raid, which for they're what, not though. Do. I mean, like, right. what? They said, they said, they said, it, um, Phil, maybe you can look up the docs, but they said, like, they said in the one press release, he was unable to own firearms, but he had no priors. So but they said it was from, he was in juvie. When he was in juvie, even though he didn't. He got sentenced. To, apparently, they said like, he got sentenced to juvenile hall, but he didn't have to serve any time there, so that disqualified him from owning a gun. It's so sketch. Like everything that they're saying is yeah. so sketch. It doesn't Very add up. Nothing adds up. And in the Jeez, state of Maryland, yeah. when you're when you after you, like a police involved shooting, the police officers are allowed ten days to not have to testify or talk or speak about the shooting. So that the, it's like a like a, they, I forget the exact term they use. Yeah, I think they call it. I think they call it time to get their story together. Exactly. Time to coach. Time yeah. to coach them up. Coach them up. Coach them up. Right. Yeah, I feel like you guys are being too critical of Hogan's heroes. Kyle, what are you doing to your cat right now? <laughs> Trying to get her off the, t- the desk. <laughs> so I'm, I'm reading about. Like this? I'm trying to read about this story. You know, at least according to the Reason article. The police said he confronted them, and then the, the family said he was in bed. So I don't know what to believe, you know. It sounds like it was – he was in bed at 4.30 in the morning with his pregnant wife. And uh, some type – so this is what also what my cop friend told me. He said it sounds like someone had a trigger finger and accidentally shot into the house as they were approaching before <laughs> they, were like, they started, like, busting down the doors. And that awoke him, and he might have – like shot up in the front in the front room or whatever and that must have alerted them and they thought he was and then just like they started shooting and then after the shooting stopped that's when they threw in the flashbangs to go in and that's what it, that's what he said it sounded like to him he said he just he doesn't know anybody there he just is just stuff from what he knows from being in situations like that that's what he could gather sounded like what happened and to me like that's all that sounds down that's what i was thinking all along was they, they shot in because they might have saw someone stirring and they just trigger finger, you know, just itching, you know. And, in, um, yeah. In, in Lemp's last tweet, he wrote, the Constitution is dead. Yep. That was How ironic guy, is that? <laughs> the guy that got wow. shot. Yeah. Right. No, no, no shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're just figuring that out. All right. 
Well, he found out the hard way that next yeah. day. Fucking I could have told you that. Um, it's such yep. because, like, no one in if this was any other time that we there would be like people protesting outside Montgomery County police stations. There would be, but now like you can't gather, like you can't you can't do anything. So uh, I don't know. He's he's a white guy. Uh, I, don't, well, I don't think there would have been any protests. I'd probably go out there if I had the time. I I mean it's only like it's only about like 30, 40 minutes, not even. Not even uh, that <laughs> That's a long drive, Phil. I don't know. I've gone farther for less. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many McChickens? <laughs> oh. No, nah, dude, Chick fil A is like a like a stone's throw away from here. Wow. But I haven't been. You're so lucky. I haven't been. I gave it up for Lent. Isn't Lent over? No? No. How long is Lent? Uh, until Easter, bro. Forty days. Oh, until Easter. Oh, okay. Oh, so okay. So I got a. Uh, so I got another text from my buddy. He's a cop. He just texted me just now. He said we have already been added to the fourth shift with all the SRT officers working. That's the special response team. They have been supposed to be helping enforce curfews. He said they'll be making. No, we lost Hogan your video, will- by the way. Oh, you're reading. Yeah, so you're I'm reading. reading. Yeah, yeah, I'm reading. He said um, Hogan's going to read a statement tomorrow about it. So they're going to announce it Friday afternoon. So this is the curfew so a, you were talking about before. Yep, this is the curfew. So here's the, here's the thing. Like here, here's the thing that's going on. So like there was, and I think I shared it in the group, guys. I forgot my uh, it was I had it muted. But um, going back to what Phil was saying, like there was, and I think I shared it in the group. They were going to have a rally on Friday out, outside the Montgomery County Police Office. Right. And then uh, they pushed it back to Saturday just probably because who knows with everything that's going on. So there are rallies. The other thing too, I'm like, you know, reading up about this and uh, reading some of the comment sections and some closed groups. Um, they're, they're well aware of this. So what I'm getting at too, is a lot of, um, they're well aware of this like, incoming, incoming. Uh, yeah, right. Well, the curfew, but all, well, possibly, but also the fact like, okay, look what's going on right now. This now, another thing, Going back to what we were talking about, this being the, you know, the the flu or this whole COVID nineteen the hoax, is the fact. Look what's going on, like currently right now in the world right now. That's the other thing. Like, so the market's completely collapsing. All right. Yeah. And then the other aspect of it too is you look around what was going around going on around the world. You look at the Hong Kong protests, the protests that were going on in France. You look at the, you know, basically. Uh, the boogaloo and the fugaloo, like basically all these, like um, everything that's going on right now. And then what perfect time to institute basically martial law because of some fucking basically flu like virus that we're overreacting to. And we're just creating a basically martial law on, on the guise of like, that this is some like awful pandemic when it's really no less deadly than your average flu. They're just take never let like what what was that Rahm Emanuel said never let a crisis go to waste. Right. Government never takes uh-huh. a crisis to to so yeah, what no better doubt. time to martial law where now we basically are stripped of uh, we can't even fucking assemble we can't even gather to oh by the way it's an election year this is how we get President Biden you know how you get President Biden you get President Biden through this shit and now I don't know year, though I don't know about that because people in times of crisis don't tend to change i think well, we lost you well, you know one thing like people been... like like remember when remember when 
9-11 happened. I mean, that was basically what got Bush Bush into a second term. I mean, you know, they, you know, people are just very like, people get very conservative and very like, I don't want change. Like I, like Like, Trump's been handling this so far. Let's just let him keep handling it, I guess. Well, it's funny, Brina. I mean, that's true, Jared, because honestly, think about it right now. So now Trump is basically giving out those yeet bucks. I mean, just following, just following a lot of people. Yeah, the yeet bucks. (laughs) (laughs) But no, no, no. But like, but no. Your video is gone. Oh yeah, I know. I'm I'm posting. (laughs) Oh, it's all good. Well, Trump's gonna give. He's he's giving out the yeet bucks to like me, but to any others, like it's basically that's. You know, that will pacify the Bernie's, the Bernie Sanders of the world, you know, because let's face it, he's dropped out. He's just like, I'm suspending my campaign. You know, did he say that yet officially? uh, He put out, I think, on Facebook that he's suspending his campaign. Well, no, that was a rumor. Yeah. Well, that he might yet. He said like campaign activities. So maybe not suspending the campaign, but just suspending the activity. Yeah. So, yeah, not formal, but it's the fact that, like, and uh, that Tulsi just sold out and is totally backing Biden, dropping out and backing Biden. It's just kind of like setting the stage for, yeah, like you said, Jared, like in times of crisis, like Trump is going to he's going to get us through this. But he's just a fucking useful idiot. You know, he's just going to basically sign off on all these bailouts, sign off on this martial law, sign off on all this. And let's face it, like a lot of your Trump cards are just going to go for it hook, line and sinker and not see that basically this is how, you know, they're, they're just going to like, Oh, well this must be done. You know, martial law, they're not even going to look past the fact that we've turned into a police state. Right. They're just going to go along with it. And it's, and yeah, it's just going to, I don't know. Um, that's the thing I'm worried about is just basically that this is just a rollout to basically, you know, total police state. And, um, I mean, I don't think it's going to go to a total police state, but I think it's a, definitely a good sort of practice session to kind of like time, feel yeah. it out and be like, okay, yeah, you know, how will how willing too. is the public to go along with these these various things if they feel like they are in danger? You right. Know? I mean, and that's like, going to be a like, thing. It's like, sorry to keep cutting you off, but hold on. Oh no 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 no. But um. You know, but that'll be a sort of a test because I mean, you are seeing some people that are very few of them, but that are getting a little like, okay, hold on a second, like, what the fuck? Why? How does a curfew make any sense? Like, like I get that, you know, I get that you don't want me, you know, getting close to other people. I understand that. I'm on, I'm on board with that. But like a curfew, like this random stuff that doesn't really make any actual scientific sense. Like what's going on here? Yeah. Like I was thinking about going visiting my parents, but, uh, you know, got like sad drive, drive up to Pennsylvania and then come back. And it's like, Oh, you can't come back into Maryland. Well, I'd like to go home. You know what I mean? Like who the fuck knows in a couple of days, it could just be like, you know, who, who knows? But like you said, Jared, at this could just be quote a test run, or this could just be like, they're going to roll it out. Just kind of like, Hey, let's see how far we can go until, like you said, reasonable people kind of realize like, wait, what the fuck does it matter about a curfew? If I could just be out amongst like my neighbors and friends and family in my neighborhood 
the fuck does it matter if it's like at this hour that, you know what I mean? Like they're right. going to, we're like you said, like just trying to test the waters, just kind of see like how far they can get away with it. And that's what I worry about. Like, you know, where you have people with like, I, I don't know, that might maybe quote, pull the trigger too early and be like, hold up. This isn't it. Don't, you know, don't you're, you're, you're going to basically, um, like someone just popping off, you know, or that there could be a quote, this, what, this, what could happen too, is there could be a quote lone wolf situation. And then the government comes in even like even more heavily handed, you know, like, I don't know. I might be freaking out too much, but I'm just worried about, <laughs> far from, far from not, <laughs> no, but I'm not worried about the virus per se, but I'm just worried about the lowest common denominator. I'm worried about the government rolling things out and just people's reaction to it. Well, know? yeah. I mean, and there's, you know, there's no calculation going on, I feel, in regards to like, all right, so what are the consequences? You know, I mean, this is just like the classic thing that libertarians who are well-versed in economics will typically talk about is the, the you know, things that are seen and then the things that are unseen. Although now we're kind of seeing everything, right? We're seeing people getting laid off of jobs. We're seeing people out of work. We're seeing people... You know, they can't. I mean, mainly it's centered around work, right? So it's like, yeah, it's like, how far, you know, if this is just like a sudden burst thing where it's like, all right, shut it down for a few weeks or a month, and then let's just see where we, we where we stand there. Okay, you know, it's still going to be devastating, but it's not as bad as say like a prolonged thing. It's like you have to sort of at some point you have to make a calculus where it's like, all right. Is it worth saving X amount of lives? And I know this is like a very morbid calculation to make, but it's like, is it worth minimizing the damage from the virus? To, yeah, like, like but in many, contrast, how many how shekels many, per life? Huh? Like how many shekels per <laughs> life? Well, I'm not even talking about <laughs> shekels. I mean, we could be we, took, we could be literally talking about lives for lives. I mean, if people lose their jobs and they can't now they can't now they don't have health care, you know. Now they, yeah. they don't have health care. So like if they get sick from something else, they might die because they can't get health care. You know, there's all these sorts of different things that are I mean, they're almost impossible to calculate. But you have to take these into in, into account when you're doing things like shutting down whole industries, you know, and right. I'm not saying it's necessarily it's wrong to 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 to, you know, yeah, well, obviously, you know, I, I think initiation of force is wrong. But theoretically speaking, like. You know, if it's like, well, we as a community decide to shut down our businesses, you know, at the at the expense of some people losing their jobs. I mean, well, that's not necessarily wrong. But thinking down the line, it's like, you know, is this going to cause more harm than good? You know, it's just I, I feel like there aren't there's a lot of like visceral in the moment uh, reactions happening, but not as many after the fact, yeah. you know, down the like, road, long term thinking. No, exactly what you're saying, Jared. It's like you know, they're not thinking down the line, like the cause and effect. And, you know, the, all, they're talking about all these bailouts, whether personal or to corporations, like they're talking about giving a huge bailout to Boeing, mm. which is going to affect my industry. I'm in, I'm in aerospace, but I'm like, look, I'd rather you not give this bailout to Boeing. Like I'll be all right. I'm a welder. I'll find a fucking job somewhere else, yeah. but I'd rather you not like the fed just printing, getting the printing press or for those in like the restaurant industry or the bar industry, the service industry, I feel so bad for them because it's fucking ridiculous 
that these bar owners and because of licensing and liquor laws that, you know, you're forced by the state to close your doors. Liquor? Therefore, what's liquor? That? <laughs> no, I hardly like, know it. You just, <laughs> yeah. you just got Phil's attention, too. Yeah, right. Phil, how, how much moonshine are you drinking over there? Uh, no, I'm like... I'm like three deep of just regular, but I haven't drank in a while. <laughs> so I, need to get I, mean, I haven't the drank house. since the regular. I haven't drank since the convention, dude. That was uh, like last Saturday. <laughs> yeah, I haven't oh, drank yeah. since then. Phil, how was that speaker? Uh, uh Dan, he was all right. He went on for a little bit, but it was pretty cool. Dan but uh, we actually got to yeah. No, no, no. You, Dan Berman. Dan, uh, Dan Fishman. Oh, yeah. were you were you inspired? Like, what did he talk about? Oh shit! He talked about like all sorts of things, like libertarianism and just in he general about and, libertarian stuff. Yeah, just <laughs> for real. Like, I mean, it was cool. Like, <laughs> did he have anything <laughs> anything interesting to say at all? Did he have anything you remember? <laughs> anything memorable? Dude, I was pretty buzzed. <laughs> I don't really remember Jesus, in particular. I right. gave a speech though. I had to give a speech, man. That was pretty yeah, cool. You did to the yeah, whole thing, or just to the yeah. Mises caucus? It was uh, no, it was just to the whole. It was to the whole convention. Like uh, we had to, each person who wanted to be uh, nominated for um, the convention as a delegate, we each had to give a speech about why we won. We each got thirty seconds, but people ceded their time to me, so I was able. And uh, David Dahl, we were we were able to like go on for a minute or so, and I thought it did pretty good. Um, there's an audio recording of it somewhere, I, I guess. But um, it was pretty good. Uh, did did you get nominated? Yeah, I got nominated. Yeah, dude, nice. I got nominated. I wasn't yeah. even there. <laughs> no, nice. yeah, I, I managed to get Jared nominated. Imagine that, dude. dude of all the, the Mises Caucus people, <laughs> we got eleven speech. It was like eleven out of uh, thirteen Mises Caucus people got nominated out of twenty spots. So we had more than half the people going to Austin this year are Mises Caucus people in Maryland. I but, think wow. um, that's awesome. Be good. Hopefully it happens. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it probably won't. It's not. Well, they might. They'll probably do it online. Worst case scenario, which at least we'll get that to is, like, vote. That's the most boring case ever. I mean, I look. I want to party. Yeah. In that. I want to party in Austin. Right. Yeah, but, it's like not till not till the end of May. So that's like an encouraging thing. And it yeah. is in Texas and also I don't know maybe. Well, Austin was like one of the first places to to declare like an emergency. Yeah. You, right now you can't gather more than like 10 people yeah <laughs> until like may 1st so i doubt it's gonna happen yeah i'm not optimistic but but, but it was hopeful. pretty fucking cool man it was it was it was a pretty cool time me and alex had a good time nice. yeah. <clears throat> yeah well it's yeah. gonna it's gonna come down to josh smith and uh joe bishop henchman right for a chair yeah unfortunately yeah it looks like joe's got the inside uh track or whatever really like looks like he's gonna get it What's this guy's deal? Is he uh, is he a leftist? What's his deal? Yeah, uh, he's like a very he's like a very like prag pragmatic guy. Mm. Um, Sawark endorsed him. He's uh, he's and it also helps to like a lot of people. Like he's he's kind of like their token in a lot of people's minds. No, he's gay. So uh, what's it? And we're I, not to be too harsh. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but. <laughs> But uh, he, it just works in his favor to a lot of people who like to still in the party like to play like you know identity politics. It helps. I, I don't really. Just... Go ahead, Kyle. Huh? 
I, I don't really care who the chair is that much, but I, I will say, you know, like kind of Nick's uh, snarkiness uh, and condescending stuff, and not to mention a lot of his like far left kind of uh, identity politics stuff is definitely getting old. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't, you know, I understand the Mises caucus is behind Josh Smith, but um, any anybody but Nick, I think, would be an interesting change. I, maybe I don't I don't know Joe Bishop Hedgeman very well yet, um, but he's not Nick, so he's not going to be like Nick. Yeah, you know? I, I mean, I, I, I don't know with that. Yeah, I, I I like Josh. Well, we've had Josh, you know, on our podcast, and you know, it's he, you know, he, he's a really good guy, and I I I really would like to see him be you know he, be the chair. He but. is a good guy. He is a good guy. And, and his whole thing, a lot of his his desire to be chair is to get Nick out because he doesn't like Nick. It's a, the two guys have a little bit of a personal rivalry. So I, if it's not him versus Nick, like it start it started that way, but now it's it's there's so much more. Josh is, has done for the party, and he's you know he's paid his dues. He has a better vision for the party than what I see someone like like anyone the pragmatist put up, you know, I, he just got a good vision. That's, and that's what I want. I want when someone you say, who wants to, when you say the prags, I mean, is this an official, is this an official caucus or is this just a designation? No, it, it, it's my view of the, of the people in the, in the side of the beltway, like in DC, like those type of libertarians. So there, do you feel like they're compromising the, uh, the principles to just be, to get elected or to ingratiate themselves with the uh, other yes. parties? Yes. Yeah, they are. They are absolutely. That's exactly what they're doing. So, and do you feel like this guy? What has this guy done that you think has been sort of non-libertarian? Well, I'm not saying him in particular. Yeah. it's the it's the circles he runs in. Mm-hmm. It's the people who are endorsing him. It's 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 like the usual suspect. The people like Chronicle Hunter all the time, like the Adam Bates, the Andy Craig's. Nick Sawar, the same people endorsing him. And I, I don't, that's the thing too, is not a lot of people have heard from him. Like he's not out there. Like I, I follow him on Facebook. I follow Josh Smith and Josh is completely more out there and putting himself out there and his vision for the party than I do see with, you know, um, but do you feel like this henchman guy is, uh, do you feel like he's, uh, like leading in the polls? I don't, I don't even know if we have polls. Yeah, he is. He is. All, no, you're right. You're right. It's a lot of every state party, really, except for ours, for whatever reason, did a straw poll. Yeah. And he's he's winning the majority of them. Hmm. And uh, fortunately, uh, Horn, Jacob Hornberger, who was also there at the Maryland convention, he showed up surprisingly. And uh, so he's leading right now in the straw polls. And so is uh, Bishop Henchman. What did you think of him, Phil? Oh, he was great. His message was fiery. It was passionate. It was like it was awesome. Uh, I just highly, highly recommend anyone just watch any of his videos of the speeches that he gives at the convention, at any state convention. So wait, you were surprised that he showed up? He wasn't expected. Yeah, to he be wasn't. There. Yeah, he was not supposed to be there. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, we got a picture. Uh, yeah, we got a picture with him. We got to talk to him. Um, yeah, he's uh, willing to come on the podcast anytime. So we just got to coordinate it sometime. Well, we might have so, to do one of these, Johnson. Just get him on. Yeah. yeah. Now I met Jacob like years ago. Uh, my dad and uh, my dad's good friend who got him into libertarianism were like really good friends um, in uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, I remember like going to 
I think it was like a county convention in Pennsylvania, um, LP convention back in like late nineties. And, uh, my dad and my good friend had him as a guest speaker when he was, I mean, he's still involved in, uh, it's a future, future of freedom foundation. Right. And, uh, but yeah, he's no holds barred, like old school, Ron Paul, like, you know, principled libertarianism that, you know, I think that the, you know, no, no compromise, which I like, I'm a whole hundred percent with the Mises caucus backing him and, and Josh Smith, where like what, what Phil's talking about is like, those being pragmatic in the beltway libertarians just kind of want to maybe like water down parts of the message or not be as like non-compromised, mm-hmm. which I think just doesn't just fail to grow the party or to sustain a uh, party membership and growth, which is, uh, that's one thing I remember going back to what Kyle was asking was, uh, Dan Fishman was talking about the statistics of like retention in the party that it's growing. But the thing is like people just lose interest and then just like go off or don't, maintain like and that's the thing where like the pragmatic like kind of beltway libertarians just kind of like they don't inspire long term whereas like mm-hmm. if you fucking start reading like um you know if you're brought into the party through you know ron paul or through Mises or through tom woods or through like chances are you're not just going away like that you're not like a flaky like pragmatic libertarian like you're in it you know i mean that's kind of like my like my like of that's the one thing i can't stand about sarwark is like he, and just like what kyle's talking about you get so caught up in the identity shit and just trying to like extend olive olive branches all the time and at the same token it's like yeah it's one thing to maybe reach out to these individuals but like stop fucking selling out to try to think like they're automatically they're going to yeah. be an ally or they're going to be well you know it's, i think gonna, it's yeah i think it's fine to like reach out and pick a pick like a principle that that would appeal to them more right like like pick you know if it's the lefties like you know they tend to be more into like drug legalization right yeah like pick that and just sort of like hammer on that and you know use that as your sort of gateway that no pun intended gateway drug (laughs) (laughs) um and use you know and and then a con- and then pull them into the party that way. But if you're just suddenly right, like, right. like what was the thing that they posted about? Or like on the day of like gun control or whatever, they were. Oh, uh, it was the what was it was the, the walkout. It was the walkout. walkout by high school students about for <laughs> yeah, gun violence. Yeah, yeah, it was that. Shit. And yeah. Sarwark personally put out the tweet saying, "We hear you and we mm-hmm. welcome you into the Libertarian Party." And like, it's just like it's what? Like, what? Yeah, no, they, there's nothing. They there's were nothing, a, <laughs> there's nothing about they were gun that. control. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, there's nothing about that that's remotely libertarian. Like, if you right. want to say, "Hey, we we prefer you to walk out because public schools are, you know, indoctrination yeah. camps," then yeah, yeah right. that instead, right? We applaud you, like yeah, or maybe just fucking troll them, like yeah, uh, <laughs> troll high school kids at the indoctrination camps, like yeah, okay. But, hey, hey, Phil, does, does, does the Sarwark faction have a presidential candidate that they're backing against Jacob Hornberger? Chafee. Who? Who? Chafee. Lincoln Chafee. Lincoln Chafee. But, yeah. but I will say, I will say, Jacob, Jacob Hornberger, he, go, he kind of crosses a lot of, a lot of division. 
And I think he appeals to even some of the old guard. I know there's a lot of people in the part in the lot of the old people in the Maryland party that um, really like Jacob, but don't like Mises Caucus, and they don't. They just like Jacob because he's he's like a lifer, you know. He's been yeah. in so yeah, long. dude. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. Like I've known about Jacob Hornberger for so long, just because he's like an OG in the Libertarian Party. Like I mean, this was like in the late '90s. I was probably like still in high school, and um, yeah, this is going back to like like uh post um you know pre-michael bednarik libertarian party to like uh harry brown like those days like you know like back in the old school because that that was one thing i noticed though at the convention is like there was a lot of familiar faces in the like old school libertarians at the lp at the convention that were like backing jacob you know because he's been in the game for so long like he's been consistent and he's like in like you said in those circles you guys got to listen to some of this stuff about Chafee. So it said that he uh, endorsed Barack Obama. Mm-hmm. Um, he served as the co-chair of Obama's 2020, 2012 re-election campaign, switched his <laughs> registration to the Democratic Party. In March of 19, he switched his affiliation to the Libertarian Party. Yep. Uh, apparently, apparently he's been a. I guess he's been a Republican, a Democrat, and now a Libertarian. Also an Independent really, for a while. And how how were people really, supporting this guy? Like I don't. <laughs> not much. Well, he well, Jared, he was a former governor. So he he was a, a former governor of uh. So, of well, what Island, is it, dude? The the we had two governors on the ticket last time. How did that go? They love governors. Yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> did they not just go that well. Four percent. Yeah. Was he uh, the or was he the governor of Rhode Island? Yeah, Rhode Island. Yeah. from 2011 to 2015. Nobody lives Not in a Rhode, Rhode Island. Island. <laughs> Talk, Talk amongst yourselves. What is uh, there like 500,000 people in Rhode Island? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I heard that and that was funny. What's that? Oh, I, I heard that reference. I can't believe Jackie Road nor an island. No, I got it. I got it. <laughs> Oh, Barbara, your legs are like butter. Beautiful. Like butter. That's Mike Myers, baby. Where's that motherfucker been? Uh, Great. I don't dead. know. He died. Probably. Yeah. Has he got Very the corona off. yet? Did you ever notice, no. too, that all of a sudden some of these NBA players get it? Tom Hanks has it. All these celebrities are coming out. Politicians, they're all coming out with it. Sean That's Payton so got it. Season. Yeah, yep. right. The, <laughs> I, but do they? Like, I don't know, man. Is this like, is this just a treat? <laughs> Fuck. I don't know. All this fear factor is going to sell, like, fear factor is going to sell some vaccines and vaccines uh, next year and testing kit. A lot of testing kit. A lot of companies in the testing kit. <laughs> next year, invest in the testing kits because there's going to be dumb dumbs left and right next year. Getting there. Oh, I gotta make sure it's not the regular flu, but it could be COVID nineteen. It could be the cro- I've heard it mutated. I don't know, dude. It's gonna be this shit. COVID twenty, bro. Twenty 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 flu season is gonna be lit. It's gonna be lit. <laughs> dude, how are we in time, man? Uh, we've that? done like an hour forty. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. Whoa. Actually, probably less than that because we started late. We got a lot to talk about. We have a lot more to talk about. No, we've done an hour and twenty. 
Oh shit, dude! I just noticed your your um Israel flag background. <laughs> I thought that's why everyone was laughing. No, yeah, I guess I, I was just being uh, genuinely funny. That's cool. I love it. I still just noticed it. <laughs> yeah, I was shifted over on Alex's picture, so I didn't see. Uh, it was just me and Alex are in my screen, my little my little camera phone. Oh. But yeah, Matt, are you alive? Is Matt uh, still alive? I'm here, dude. He's over there. He's just using the auto blow. Using the auto blow. He's sharpening his knives. Yeah, like I'm playing with some ah, here. I'm under attack by the Kyles. <laughs> it's, it's, some, it's like it's like a Kyle meme starter pack or yeah, something like it's, that. It's exactly what it is, dude. I was just looking for a picture of your face on on Google Images, and this came up. <laughs> yeah, that's it, ridiculous. <laughs> Somebody made it. I, Yo, I know. I what, I'm sure you probably know who it is, dude. Fifty cents to the Patreon, we'll sell you the Kyle Wagner meme starter kit. Oh my gosh! Oh wow, dude, I'm in San Francisco now. I'm in. Yeah, are you are you pooping out there, dude? Uh, A little bit. Pooping in the streets. (laughs) (laughs) Arrest that man! He's supposed to be on lockdown. I know. I like how there's like a little bit of something here on my head. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, what's going on, dude? I you got a hole in your head. Now. The island life, man. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> how much more of this do we want to do, guys? I'm ready to wrap up. That about it? You ready to wrap up? Yeah, I probably yeah. should, too. Yeah. Well, I got to work tomorrow. Until next time, live free or die. That is shed. Drenching the flags on the tax bombs in red. Poisons by a few at the expense of the many. Soldiers and gods in the machine. You can't justify killing by economic gain. For God, country, and democracy. You can put freedom and death point in a fine land. You stop what the truth, then bring them home. I believe the joke will do the best for you. And I believe that we. Have the power, have the power I hate to stay, and I know I'm a slave We can make a break, break the power, break the power Society owes individuals nothing more than not interference with natural rights What's a virtuous person Comprehends the non-aggression principle The violence of the state becomes Absolute